I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 135. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today in the show, I have Eitan Pinsky. He's a mortgage broker based out of Vancouver. He's with DLC Origin, and um, he's a fantastic broker. Been on the show before, and I had him back. He's doubled in volume since, and um, he shares some great advice. He has a nine-step process for dealing with loans and shares sort of how that's laid out and, and a bit about who does what. Shares some of the tools that he uses in order to build his business. Uh, his business is primarily based around realtors, so if you work with realtors or want to work with realtors, you definitely going to want to listen to some of his his tips there because he shares some great stuff on uh, how to build a big realtor database that actually and with people that you want to work with because some, you know, some they're not all created equal. This episode is sponsored by Fundever. Fundever is a web portal that connects brokers to commercial lenders. I don't know if you're like me, but I only see a small number of commercial deals every year. And truthfully, I don't even know where to start. So everyone knows that when it comes to commercial deals, especially anything creative or private, your Rolodex is absolutely critical to your success. Fundever allows the average broker to have a killer Rolodex for free. The platform's free for brokers. Check it out at fundever.com and tell them you heard about it at I Love Mortgage Brokering. This episode is also sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC, Alberta. Normally when we have sponsors for the show, it's because I personally use or recommend their service and I can give it my 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals, so I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West and I found everyone I talked to said they were fast, down to earth, and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they still have money to lend. I've been hearing some lenders are running low on cash. If you're a broker who's looking for a deal in it for a B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West Acceptance and tell them you heard about them on I Love Mortgage Brokering. And check out this interview. Hey, Eitan, welcome to the show again. It's great to uh, be here. So before we dive into, I'm, I'm going to kind of find out what's new and happening in your world in the mortgage space, but before I start that, what's one thing that people can't find out about you from Google? Because I like to kind of know something that other people, something interesting. So uh, everybody who knows me knows this, and uh, you might not find it on Google. I hope you can't find it on Google. That would be really weird. But I'm an avid pet lover. I love cats and dogs. And uh, to the point that it's almost annoying. My mom, when I first got my, my cat, and I actually like dogs more than cats. But you like both? So that's kind of, that's unusual. That's like a... Oh, yeah. No, I think a lot of people like both. I just like furry things. The nice and, and cuddly, and I just want to wrestle every single dog. So how many do you have? How many pets? I have one. No, no, no. I've, I've, I had two, but one of them passed away. My wife only have a dog. Anyway, so I posted up a few photos of my cat on Facebook. This was like uh, six, no, or four years ago. And my mom told me, if you post any more, I'll unfriend you. That's hilarious. And that's what my mom said. So I had to stop. So yeah, I don't have any cat photos on my Facebook page. You could be like the mortgage cat, right? Like there's Alex is like the mortgage pug. Actually, I got to have him on the show. I just thought of this. And yeah, you guys could have like... I don't think it has the same ring to it. No, it's it would be kind of like... Uh, that would be hilarious. What's one thing that's really been working for for you. I know that when we were chatting before we got on the air that you have had a pretty good year from the previous year, but so what's something that's been working for you? I'd say systems and processes if you'd have to say one thing, and it's just because it's about uh, delegation of tasks and duties. What happens at what point in the mortgage process? So we have eight, nine different stages per client. Uh, we've just changed it to nine because we had an 
a pre-approval stage and now we're having second pre-approval stage. So let's say somebody has been looking for four months and then they, we re-approve them, re-rate hold. We have a new stage in, in our CRM. And so just, you know, who deals with what task that works very well. Okay. So a couple questions on that. You have nine stages. There's pre-approval and then second pre-approval. What are the other ones? Great question. Let me pull it up. Oh yeah, before I pull it up, let me try and do it without it. There's the introduction. That's basically somebody introduces me and, and our team. In that stage, uh, we thank the person who introduces us. We actually send them out a gift card. I'm not going to do all the tasks in each stage. Uh, second stage is we've met with a client and that's basically holding pattern until we have a pre-approval for them. Then there's the four stages, the second pre-approval. Fifth stage is property applications. So there's actually a property in mind, all the tasks that are with that. Sixth is property applications. So we've actually sent it to the lender. You mean property submission, I think, or application submission. Yeah. Application submitted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seven is application approved. Eight is conditions complete. Nine is mortgage funded. Okay. And then, so where did you add that extra step at number two or something? Oh, that's four, three to four. So um, pre-approval to second pre-approval. Just the problem is, is how do we track that they're on their second pre-approval? I could have added a button or something in the CRM that allows it. It's just, there's so much data and so much information that each client might have. Uh, you have to have a quick and easy way to, to parse it out, especially when we have, you know, three to four people touching each file. At this point, that's what we're looking to do is make it easy to have somebody jump in. Okay. I got a bunch more questions because I, that's what I, I love to ask questions. Okay. So what CRM do you use to manage this whole process? I use two. The one that I'm using for these is Zoho and Zoho is basically like Salesforce. It's just easier to work. And it's cheaper too, right? It's cheaper. It's easier to work. You don't need to pay somebody to customize it. Whereas Salesforce, I've heard you need to pay somebody. There's a lot of people who I've heard use Jungo, uh, which is Salesforce, mortgage brokering Salesforce. But try and change that and you're going to have a headache. Mm -hmm. So unless you are going to work and learning Zoho. The one that I would actually use is is Auto. Auto's gotten so much better and I, I use that as well. It's fantastic. The only reason why I'm still using Zoho is because uh, I can change it on the fly and I know how and I don't want to learn a second. If I were to start again, I'd just use Auto. Changing CRMs, it's like changing your you know significant other almost. It's such a big, if you're using one, don't you find like it's so it's not an easy thing to decide to do just because the learning curve and there's a learning curve. Maybe not changing spouses. That's maybe is the wrong example. I'm like, really? It's only going to take you two weeks. Like, so, like, how about having your firstborn child? Right. <laughs> I don't have any children yet, but I'm assuming it's going to be similar for me. Right. I'm laughing because I know my wife's going to hit me. Okay. So you use the Zoho and you use auto and then at each, you said there's three people. So how's your team set up? So what do you do in the process? And then what, what are your team members doing? Uh, so I'm trying to step out from meeting every client, which is, you know, it's hard for me because A, I, I love meeting with my clients uh, or clients in general. Uh, I like meeting new people. And, and I actually think that's one of the reasons why I've been successful. And B, you know, delegation of tasks. My goal and my job is to bring in clients to Pinskin Mortgages. So I hired uh, in 2016, in April, I hired Paisley, who's uh, was my underwriting associate, who she's my team manager, and, and she actually manages me and, and Adam, who's a sales associate. So a lot of clients who come in who I don't have time for, or not that I don't have time for, that is just... If it's a new client that's not from one of my best realtors or one of my realtors, I really only have good realtors or from a, a source that uh, is a personal source, you know, Adam will take over and meet with a client or, or talk with them instead of me. I had a client call me five minutes before this call and I said, you know, I'm just about to go on a call. Is it okay if Adam gives you a call? And so Adam is now the associate or sales associate on that file. 
Okay, so then your job is to make the phone ring. You meet with what percentage of those people do you think are you meeting with versus Adam? So we're starting this new. I mean, uh, Adam just got his license a couple months ago. He was at uh, RBC for eight years as the senior account manager. He's fantastic. Everybody loves him. I love him. And uh, I'd say it's right now 60-40 or even 70-30 for me. But hopefully in the future, that'll be uh, much different. And then what does Paisley, okay, so what does Paisley do for you guys then? So yeah, uh, well, as team manager, there's actually quite a lot that goes in there. Uh, we also have an uh, admin person who she's managing, and she manages Adam as well. So it's it's she's going to be managing the underwriters as well as the salespeople. I'm not just looking for now. I'm looking for you know eight, nine, ten. I'd like to grow the team, kind of like what Rob Regan Pollock did, and Garth Ellis, and everybody else. Maybe Joel. I actually don't know Joel Olson's team as well as uh, theirs, uh, but she's managing the whole team. So she's uh, she's quite high up there. So what does she do now? She's actually our, our chief underwriter, and uh, she has a lot of experience, one of the best in the industry. And does she touch every file? So whether you're kind of working on it or Adam? Yeah. So the issue here is that I'm actually a really good underwriter myself. I'm going to say that only because I, I really like it. Some people don't like it and say I'm really bad and they give it to the underwriters. I do a lot of my own stuff, but we have a, a handoff process that the salesperson will take it to pre-approval. And once there's a home involved, the underwriter will take it. Right now for me, because I'm doing a lot of marketing, as soon as I meet with a client and as soon as I get it, the documents go straight to her. So she deals with uh, a lot of my clients. Uh, we, we go hand in hand with it. So we're touching each file together. Okay. So a couple, you got, I've got a whole bunch of questions. So how do you know when to hire the next person? So you mentioned that you want to have a team like Rob Regan Pollock, who's been on the show and Joel and some of these other folks. Uh, so how do you know? So you've got three of you. There's, who else was the fourth person? You said there was somebody else in there. We Is have that... a part-time admin. Uh, we're sharing her with another mortgage broker. Uh, so she comes in every day, works two hours with us in the morning and the rest with the other person. And what does she do for you guys? Specifically admin, there's more. We've only had her for a month. Uh, there's more that we are going to do. I mean, I mean, birthday cards, referral cards, a lot of writing. There's going to be more that goes there, but I've been so busy on, on my other tasks that I haven't been able to build it. Mm -hmm. There's only so much time in the day, and I do like to see my wife. Yeah, yeah. and your cat. That's the best part about going home. <laughs> I actually told Paisley yesterday, best part about going home is, is seeing my cat. She said, shouldn't your wife be the best part? I'm like, well, no, I get home faster than she does. So here's what we're going to do. I want a picture of your cat to put on the website so people are going to be like, hey, I want to see Aton's cat. Oh, yeah, you got to send me a picture. I know, and we don't tell your mom, though. She's a nice girl. All right. The funniest thing is I bought the Apple AirPods, and uh, the first day she stole one. <laughs> oh, no. And hid it under the couch. I was furious. <laughs> and, but you found it. I found it. I found it. It was under the couch. That's good. Okay, you said something else. What sort of – you said you're doing a bunch of marketing. So what kind of marketing are you doing right now? Well, purely realtor-based mortgage business has been for the last four years. My that, well, that was a really grammatically incorrect sentence. I only get referrals from realtors. We can't we can't edit that out, by the way. We're just That's gonna okay. It. We're going to leave it in there. <laughs> English is my second language. Really? What's your first language? Uh, Hebrew. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then that's something else. Would somebody know that I'm from Google? Uh, you might, actually. Okay. If you Googled me, you'd probably find that out. So you were a realtor-based business for, for four years, and so now where are you at in your in Well, cycle? no, it's still 100% realtor-based. Uh, I love realtors. How I treat my realtors is if you're going to be a realtor and we're going to be partners, we're friends first. So if we don't get 
uh, you know, together as friends. I mean, you're not going to call me your mortgage broker and I'm not going to call you my realtor just because that's how it should work. If there's a transaction in it, uh, because I don't pay my realtors and, you know, they don't expect anything. And I say, Mr. And Mrs. Client, just so you know, this realtor sent you to me because I'm so good at what I do, not because they're being compensated. Their client says, oh, that sounds great. And then I say, well, by the way, there's other things that we do that we help you with. And anyways, there's a lot, there's a more, a bigger script there, but um, I get all of my deals from realtors and past clients. So past clients, sorry, is, is another one. I firmly believe that if I want to grow, I have to go in online and uh, I'm doing some things in that stream, but nothing is up yet. So we're close. Uh, we've already recorded eight videos. Uh, going to be attaching it to our blog. We're going to be doing podcasts very similar to what you do, actually. I, I think mm -hmm. interviewing experts is amazing. And you guys are, um, it's amazing. Uh, I wish I had known about it for Vancouver because I probably would have done that. But I didn't know about it, actually, until it was already. So you're, uh, so it's basically content marketing, educational-based content that's going to help basically raise your profile and then build the sort of the top of your funnel. Is that uh, kind of the yeah, idea? Yeah, I think we're going to be paying for AdWords as well as Facebook. I just don't know how that's going to look. I mean, if you look at my, if you search Mortgage Broker Vancouver, I'm on page 12 right now. I'm hoping that goes to page one. But I also hear that it's really hard to do that. So there's a lot of different things that I'm working on uh, on the marketing side. But if it comes to fruition, that's great. If it doesn't, still going gangbusters on the, the realtor side. Okay, so I got some more questions because this is what I do. So uh, how many realtors? You say you love realtors and some real, some mortgage brokers I talk to are like, I hate, I freaking hate realtors. I hear that a lot. How many do you think you can work with and be able to manage? Because you asked that question, I pulled it up. I've got spreadsheets uh, on that. I have 15 first-class realtors who refer me, I'd say, three to four to five, three plus a year at least. Mm -hmm. And then another... 12 or for me a little bit under and then there's one offs uh, for other realtors. You know, I have another four of those 15 that have referred me, you know, eight plus each. So are you in a real estate office? No. Okay. How do you meet all these friends? Like what's the... Yeah. Yeah. Really good question. So there's a mortgage broker here and if anybody wants to ask me questions, call me after the this and, and here's it, I'd be happy to give you my thoughts on, on realtors is... You know, ask your friends, ask your family, ask anybody that you know and say, you know, cousin, do you know any, you know, new realtors or do you know anybody that you'd be willing to introduce me to? I'm looking to grow my business and some of the great people that can refer me or some of the great people that I'd like to be introduced to are realtors. Do you know anybody that you'd be able to introduce me to? And it's a whole lot of coffee dates, but at least you have to be focused. So, uh, one of the questions you asked me maybe two years ago says, uh, you know, what did you learn? What was the most important thing that you learned at RBC? Because I was at RBC Mortgage Specialist and I sucked is don't waste time. And how I wasted time was I wasn't focused on my marketing activities. So all I did for two years is build relationships with realtors and that's paid off. So, okay, then that brings up this logical question. So how did you do, you don't have to say numbers if you don't want to, but last year over this year. I doubled. So last year, I think it was in there. I did about 30. So this year I did 60. That's awesome, dude. Good for you. So it sounds like with that strategy, with you're basically using like the one degree of separation and you're asking for that warm introduction instead of just picking like somebody out of an ad and being like, hey, let's uh, do coffee. You know? Yeah, no, I never do that. It's always a warm introduction. So I don't really believe in cold introductions. I'm actually not very nice when somebody calls me. And I don't know who they are. <laughs> I'm like, uh, why are you calling me? If you name drop and then... The person doesn't actually know. I mean, there's this one company called Tom James. If anybody's ever heard of them, they call you and say your name. So Scott, and then you'll say, 
Yes. They want you to say yes because it's uh, neuro-linguistic neuro programming. By the way, I hate it. It's basically telling you to do one thing based on what you say uh, because of our human psychological response and patterns and everything else. If you're doing neuro-linguistic programming to get or to um, persuade, that's one thing. But if you're trying to manipulate Exactly. Yeah, there's a difference between like, hey, you're manip manipulate is what you're saying. So whenever I hear that, I get really angry. But anyways, if you're somebody who is not, that's a tangent. If you're somebody who I don't know, and same with a realtor, anybody, if you're not somebody who they know, they're not going to be very or receptive. So how do you handle incoming referrals? Client comes to you and says, hey, Eitan, I, you know, I hear you're a great mortgage broker and they don't have a realtor. How do you figure out which one of these awesome realtors you work with that they would that you would potentially introduce them to? Of those really good realtors, I refer all of them just because I'm going to be friends with people I like and, and refer and they're going to be good as well. It's personality based, I think. Unfortunately, a realtor, and, and this is true, I will tell a realtor that I am the best person for every single one of their clients. <laughs> I mean, I should. And they're going to tell me that they're the best person for my clients, but I don't believe that. And the reason why is you're going to be with me for three hours. And, and whether it's two one and, one and a half hour face-to-face -face meetings or two hours, and then we're going to be on the phone and email. If a mortgage broker is good at what they do, they'll probably be able to do the same thing. A, a great mortgage broker is going to be worth a great mortgage broker. The only difference is you know, maybe how they craft their emails, a very small amount. Uh, if they spend two hours with us, three hours with us, they're going to be spending anywhere from 10 on an easy file to 100 on a very hard file. And a personality makes a bigger difference in a realtor relationship with a client than in a uh, mortgage broker relationship. Which with is client. incidentally why I've got away with my personality for all these years. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't need you, they only need to see me for like two hours. Very funny. I was going to say it's because you don't get very many clients, but no, it's because you don't see them very often. I see. Right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So that's what I'll tell uh, my, my realtors. And whenever I have one that I think is going to be great with a, a realtor, I, I give them that suggestion. I say, just so you know, it's a great thing to call them. Personalities are important. Here's another person. If that one person doesn't work out, if you want to try another. So I generally give one and highly recommend one based on that person's personality. But I'll also put a second one and say, you know, you might also like this person and of the ones that I have, it just depends on the client. And do you use, cause you're in a big market. So do you also choose like locations? I only have one realtor in Port Moody and uh, that area. So I always refer him. He's great. So uh, Surrey, I have a few. So obviously, it'll be market specific. However, a lot of people will say, oh, is market specific very important? I mean, in this day and age of symmetrical information, it doesn't matter that much. What matters is will that realtor do as good of a job? I have some realtors in downtown Vancouver and Vancouver who I know might not do as good of a job as somebody who is in Richmond and Surrey just because they don't want to travel for a $300 condo. And so maybe they'll tell me they'll do as good of a job, but I know that they might not. And I hope my realtors aren't listening to that. But right. they, they, if they listen to it, they, they'll probably agree with that. Uh, okay, so what's one thing that you've learned in the last year that you wish you knew sooner? All the things that I've learned are you know, commensurate with the challenges that I've faced. So by hiring people, by having the difficulties of one aspect of that over another, I wouldn't have wished to know it sooner because it wouldn't have been useful. You're such a realist. You're like, uh, I, that this, I don't like playing these games, Scott. You can't ask me these kind of questions. Oh, you can answer the question. I'll just answer it the way I want to. Right. So, yeah, that, that's the answer is that um, unlike uh, when I was at RBC and, and the one thing that I wish I learned sooner was uh, stop wasting time. In this one, 
there's not very much that I, I wish I knew sooner last year than, you know, just learning on the fly. Right. Okay. And then by the way, that stop wasting time is so important. I still see mortgage brokers in the office. I see other people who aren't focused and are wasting time. And maybe I'm, you know, some people who've met me and, and seen me, I'm, I'm a little, I can be uh, intense and that's okay. Everybody has their you know, drawbacks and maybe it's a plus, but if, if somebody says they want to do well at mortgage brokering and, and they're not focused and they're, they're wasting time, it's you just stop. You're just direct, you, you know, I, and I appreciate direct. I'm a fan of direct. What, actually, one thing I thought about when we were talking about what you're doing, what do you do for your database marketing? So it sounds like you got some really strong stuff on the front end. You've got some, you know, great systems in the middle. I, I always think of the business as before, during and after. And so what are you doing on the back end to take care of your clients? Uh, so uh, one of the reasons why we hired Adam was to do the annual reviews. Such a strong senior account manager position at, at RBC and, and looking at financial planning in that sense. Uh, he actually built our annual reviews uh, for us and uh, he does every single client. We try and increase our clients' mortgage payments uh, by 5% every year in case of payment shock. Basically, you know, once you increase it every year by 5%, uh, you're going to be at 25% increase a little bit more compounding and you won't have payment shock in the future if it increases by 3%. So that's just one thing. But marketing wise, I do a newsletter every single month and you'd be surprised. It's actually on my uh, Facebook page. I, I send it out uh, Facebook slash Pinsky Mortgages or .com slash Pinsky Mortgages. Every month I'll do a Vancouver interest. So nobody cares about mortgages until they care about mortgages. So why am I going to continually blast my, my clients with mortgage information when they really don't care about it this time? So my open rate is anywhere from 40 to 60% every time, depending on how. And I've got about 900 people on my, my list. Uh, I mean, I know it's not a lot, but I'm not even four years in yet. So uh, anyway, so the last one we did was about uh, wooden uh, buildings. You know, UBC has one of the tallest wooden apartment buildings in the world. Uh, we're building a few others. I'll always do a Vancouver interest. So something that people would want to see. Uh, mm -hmm. The one before that we did, you know, we have a new office and we have some, we did uh, Christmas ugly, ugly shirts, but something that's interesting. And how much time does it take you? Uh, in the past, a little bit more. I have a social media person who uh, I tell them what to do and they write it. So there's another person on your team that you're like hiding from me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> social media people who help with some of the writing. I basically do it, dictate it, and then they polish it up. And then I also have uh, two web developers for my website. They're fantastic who are helping me on my, my next stage. But I can't show you guys anything because uh, it's not done. You know, what's interesting is that when you actually start to kind of peel the onion, you realize how many when you're building a business, you're not just you don't just have a sales job like anymore. You're you've got a vision to build a business. Is that the how you start to bring in different? It doesn't mean everybody's full time, but you're bringing in specialists to diff, for different roles. For me, that's the exciting part. I love when you, you know, you can do this business a lot of ways, but I love that when people are building like a business, that's like, that's exciting. It's hard to juggle. I'm finding that I can only juggle, I'd say two out of the three things. So, you know, I went and talked to Paisley and, you know, we have daily, almost, almost daily meetings about things because we're, we're doing so much. And uh, I, I, made my, my job into three different categories. One is marketing and, and bringing business in. The other is client facing and marketing is, you know, realtors as well. Uh, so there's four, there's marketing with the online stuff, marketing with realtors, client facing, and then there's client follow-up with, you know, docs and everything else. And I realized that I'm really, I can only do two and a half to three out of those four. So I haven't in the past month 
uh, besides for talking with all of my friends who are realtors, haven't done any new realtor marketing because uh, mm-hmm. I'm all on, on online marketing and client stuff, but I haven't done very much in the follow-up. So again, we only have so much time in the day. So to be able to delegate these in a way that they get done is very difficult. It's a, get done and B, get done the way you want them to. You have to let go in some ways and I'm having trouble. But, you know, it's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. It's, it sounds like I, I always talk about the before, during and after and like the three units. And if you only had to focus on, you know, one part of your business, it would be a pretty easy business. You're like, I'm just going to go out and find clients or I'm just going to put out work on deals or I'm just going to market to my database. But when you're in the stage of like, okay, you don't have the Rob Regan Pollock team yet, but you're getting there. And so you're using some outsourcing and some different, you know, being creative in order to basically you can field a full team when you need to, but then you don't have to pay for them all the time. You can feel it when they're there. The problem is they, everybody takes up a certain amount of space in your brain. And uh, unless it's a processed, you still have to keep it there. So a lot of these things aren't processed yet. Right. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's awesome that you're very systematic in your thinking. Now, do you have any apps or tools that you can't live without? I was going to say CRMs and, and, and other things like that. But no, it's Excel. I and nobody has really said this yet, but you know, I've built mortgage calculators, affordability calculators, comparison calculators, business dashboards, everything on Excel because A, it's quick and it's really easy to use for me. And it's more powerful than anything that we've really ever had access to. So if, if somebody, I just recently saw an out of mortgage broker and somebody says, I, I lost my HB to 20 year old calculator. I mean, I have an Excel spreadsheet that shows me every single month, interest, payments, everything for just a calculator. And and I'm wondering why nobody does that. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Just build an Excel calculator and then you have everything at your fingertips. Oh, what am I going to be paying? How much to interest in month 24? It's just right there. Right. Yeah. It's uh well, it's very easy with the spreadsheets and stuff, but some I guess it, it's sometimes it's hard to teach an old. I don't know if this is, I don't know if that person was an old dog. I better be careful what I say, or I'll get hate mail or something. But sometimes it's hard to change when you're used to doing it a certain way. Yeah, that's true. So now, what about the how important is the phone to your business? It's so important that I tested out like ten different microphones, <laughs> and uh, I found that the only microphone that works well enough for my clients is the Apple built-in mic for the, the headphone uh, things that go into your ear. And then the AirPods are actually not that good. I'm not using them today. They're great, but uh, I'm, I was just worried about the Bluetooth and everything else if we're recording this. So hopefully it sounds great. It does sound good on my end. But, you know, it's, so you were telling me the, the, the type of headphones that you get with the phone is the ones that you found to be best after. I mean, I don't care about music. I listen to podcasts and, and audiobooks. But for the actual microphone itself, I've tested $400 ones. I've tested Plantronics. I've tested uh, Parrot and not one side by side and I've tested it like many hours is better than just the ones that come bundled with your phone correct that's something that most people would not know or would not have taken the time to so test. if if they if they spend a lot of money on on headphones and you know they're not happy just go back to the ones that are bundled with your phone but the problem is is water sometimes gets into the mic or, or whatever so you have to actually buy a new pair every three to four months so that the mic stays especially in Vancouver right like let's let's be honest you're probably just walking outside and it's like well I, I also run with mine so okay yeah that'll do it um yeah okay this is the last question i have for you so obviously you're you're busy guy building your business like how how many weeks of vacation are you typically taking in a year so last year actually in september i went to italy for three weeks three a little bit three plus and i did not work at all 
Paisley and, and Adam basically did everything and uh, commitments came in, uh, files were done. However, my average lead <laughs> came from, it, it dropped to about third of what's normal for that time frame. So mm-hmm. that was interesting because the, the leads, maybe the realtors knew I was away. They just didn't. Maybe it was a glut in the, or there was a, a problem with the market. I mean, September in Vancouver was quite slow. So uh, I'm not You'll sure. You'll have to go on another vacation and test that theory if it's like, if it's you or if it was just happened to be market. Yeah. I don't think I like to take more than two week vacations. I'm, I've got ants in my pants, so I have to work. Okay. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to share today. There's tons of great value in this uh, episode. Make sure you send me that picture of what's your cat's name? <laughs> Lila. 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 She's, she's black and that means night in Hebrew. Oh, that's cool. Send me that picture and you can check out the episode at I Love Mortgage Brokering, man. And I hope you continue to crush it. I'm going to have you back on when you're doing 100 million. And then I'm going to be like, hey, so what are you, what are you learning now? And we'll, we'll chat again. Awesome. I will send you that picture. Thanks, bud. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.